Welcome to the Biting Side mini podcast where I make a point to keep things really personal. So another thing that I feel like I need to clarify in my life is the definition of adventure because I very often see people saying the word adventure or planning on having an adventure or seeking adventure, longing for adventure, and it's not at all what I mean by adventure. It's I... Or they're sort of like, I'm into adventure, or I like adventure, and it's this bland thing to say. I mean, it gives some information, but because I've found people that are so differently meaning that word, um, it's just like, all right, then I call, <laughs> I call for a clarification of these terms because. To me, I mean, I would consider myself very into adventure as well. I love adventure. Adventure is very important. I have to have it in a regular daily kind of way. I'm also not sort of uh, held back or shy about what I'm willing to do or try to some degree. Although I'm sure, you know, once we get into the definitions of these things, one could easily make the case like, well, yeah, you are in these other ways. And, you know, but that's what I would consider myself. And I also um, am very into physical kind of adventures and doing adventure for sure. Um, But I kind of get into this eye roll place when people are saying like, well, I'm into adventure, adventure, adventure. I need adventure. I need every day. Let's do an adventure, you know, or that that's sort of what they're hoping for. It's always this like, one day I'm going to do nothing but have adventures and adventures and adventures. And, um, or at least maybe they're not even using that word, but they are saying like, one day I'm going to do nothing but travel or do nothing but whatever the thing is that they consider adventurous. Um, and travel does very often fit into there. And I'm not knocking travel, but I am saying this. I get into an eye roll place because often there's this really restless scattered, frenetic, searching kind of energy that's coming across loud and clear from that person when they're talking about adventure. Or you can just see the reflection of adventure and the definition of that in their eyes has this very, yeah, like I said, frenetic kind of searching and or grabby type of energy to it. In fact, it's a very escapist. And yes, restlessness was the word I was searching for. Like that's a huge, it's like, woo, a restless energy. And it is feeling like, because I want to escape. That's what I need adventure for is to be able to escape. And I need to escape, escape, escape. Uh, And you know, escapism is a thing where escape is needed by everybody at times. But escapism is this thing where it's just a regular thing. And it's an imbalanced thing that isn't helping much. I've definitely, yeah, there was some interesting stuff I was reading on escapism lately and kind of where it comes from or where the roots are. But that's beside the point today. I'm just saying like, oh, okay. As soon as I feel that off of someone, as soon as I see that that's the adventure, as soon as I feel that energy amp up and and it's like, oh, we're talking about that kind of adventure. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's not what I'm interested in. There's like a restlessness. And I can't say that I don't have some degree of restlessness. But again, I I kind of want to term it differently because when it's escapism and you're looking to escape something and you're looking to find something and there's a searching going on, 
I find like, no, no, no. What I would like to say is the adventure I'm into is the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. I'm into the kind of adventure that is the opposite of escapism. It's the kind of adventure that is turning and walking head on and facing it all. That kind of adventure. And that might mean an inner adventure. I mean, we can get into this later because I think that's kind of a component too. It might mean, you know, so to me, an adventure could be like, you know, admitting some deep truth about myself that I'm like just facing. That could be an adventure. Or it could be something like, you know, jumping off the side of a really high cliff that I'm kind of afraid of doing or because, but when I'm doing that, it isn't because I'm seeking something or searching something or to escape. It's actually to turn and face everything head on in the opposite of escapism. In this way of like, okay, I'm facing the fears. I'm facing all of who I am and all that what that encompasses for me. And I'm facing the world and my feelings of the world and my experience in this world all at once. You know, I'm going to turn and face that. And that's what adventuring is like for me. And even if it's taking a more basic form, like jumping off a nice rock cliff into some water. But the other element that's opposite is that seeking. You know, there's this like element in a lot of the talk on adventuring, a lot of the wishing for adventuring and a lot of the idealization of adventuring or the defining of adventuring that has to do with like seeking, seeking for things, seeking for this thing, this thirst and you've got to like get it and find it and then you'll have it then you'll have the answers or you'll have that feeling or that enlightenment but it's like this searching grabbing kind of element of like I'm going to get something from it there's going to be a get here and for me adventure is exactly the opposite an adventure is when you get you you're not going to get you know, you're, you're not emphasizing on anything that you will get. The adventure is sort of like, I have it all already. Like, I need nothing. I'm searching for nothing. There's nothing to search. There is nothing to get. I just am. And that's the adventure. So, like, you know, that's the whatever yippee part of it is this like, okay, there's nothing to find. I've actually done that hard toiling work of finding it all. Like within me, I already face everything that is in me. That's why I said it's not escaping, it's facing and turning and doing this about face of like, you know, here I am facing everything that is facing everything in full view of it, full awareness of it, needing to find nothing. I have all of it. I've done the finding. I'm in that confident place of knowing me or in a daring place because you might have to, that is the adventure. Like I know me, there is nothing. I have to admit and face that there is nothing to find and there is nothing to get. And I'm not going to get anything. I'm just going to, because I found it all, you know, all of the stuff that I've done in my life is what has led me to knowing me and finding it all. And there's nothing to be searched for. And I'm rooted deeply in myself. 
And that's from turning and facing myself and from knowing myself and having found it all. And so you get nothing. <laughs> and you're going to get nothing. And I'm going to jump off this rock cliff. And it's going to be a real adventure because I'm going to get nothing. I'm doing it for its own sake because that is adventure. I'm doing it for its own sake, for the facing of it, for the direct stare not the escapism, but the direct stare of it. Not the searching, but the already having of it. That's what I'm doing this adventure for. I already have. That is the energy from which I adventure. Not the, I need to find something, I'm searching, I need it. But like the place where I get in, that's that ultimate, like thrilling, daring, confident, like I already have it. I already have it all. That already having is what drives and fuels my adventure. And then, as I was saying, there's also this inner and outer aspect, too. Actually, before that, I'll talk about the restlessness, because that's another one of those where it's like, okay, restlessness. A restless energy sometimes motivates or is the thing that's just radiating off of people's desire and definitions of adventure. It's kind of, yeah, it's like that longing. They're longing for adventure and there's this restlessness that radiates off of it. And to me, I don't even know if this is going to make sense, but there was a book a while ago that was called Blessed Unrest. And I loved that term and I loved the way they painted it. I didn't, I don't even remember much of the book. I don't think I read the entire thing. So I'm not, I'm just talking about the title and the way that that was framed where there's this sacred thing called unrest and it's not the same thing as restlessness because that's more of that searching thing but there is this sacred thing that is rooted deep within an awareness of yourself not a frantic like oh my god who am I what do I need I'm lacking something what's happening here let me find it seek it know it and then I'll finally be it and have it and get it but there's this blessed unrest that comes from the sacred rooted place like so rooted not frantic, but grounded, rooted, I know me, I am me, or just the sacred, like, and I have unrest. I know that part of me isn't just rested and peaceful, but there will be parts that are unrest, and they don't make me restless, but they're important. They do a sacred function, and that sacred unrest is the stuff that moves me forward. It lets me grow. That unrest is the thing that lets me know when something isn't right for me and I need to expand further. It's that unrest of like, I need to shed this skin and move beyond. And it's the drive, but it's a deep rooted drive. It's not a frantic, frenetic kind of, you know, seeking, searching, restless drive. It's got way deeper roots than that because it's this, you know, nothing needs to be found. I've already found it all. I am in this place of complete having. I have everything. You know, I I don't need or search. I'm not trying to get. I have. And I am. I'm not searching. Like, I already know and have. And so, from that place, that's like this rooted, self-aware place or just like a peaceful place. I'm saying rooted. And what I really mean is, is because it's actually from a peaceful place. There's a peaceful sort of grounded place to have unrest too. Like I, 
having all the things and needing to find nothing because it is all found. I have all the found things here. It is all found within me. Yeah, and sometimes unrest is there coming from that place because it is that sacred kind, that blessed kind that moves you forward, that gives you communicative feedback with the universe on what needs to expand more in your life, in the world, whatever. Um, So that's another clarification for me. It's like, okay, not restlessness, not that kind of adventure, but the kind that, sure, it could come from blessed unrest or this sort of sacred unrest, but it's, and can be about expansion for sure, but it's not to find anything. It's with all the things found and in your hand. Um, That's when the real adventure begins. And then the outer and inner. You know, a friend that I was talking to about this was like, are you sure it's not just because you're an introvert that you like don't understand all this other adventuring that people need? You know, that they are talking about going and doing and seeing and trying and grabbing at the things and, you know, that, that they need to travel and experience all the things and try all the things. And it, I don't even think there's a problem with that totally it's just the energy from which that stems it's like kind of this escapist you know so that my life will feel like I'm really living it or so that I'll feel like I've you know really experienced things to compensate for the fact that there's all these have to's or to kind of shock paddle myself into feeling like a real human, you know, or to sort of like jolt the inner me alive with all these outer experiences. And, you know, so I'm like, I don't think there's a problem with all the traveling. But like I said, I I don't love that definition. Because Yes. I mean, I, I do think that all my adventures stem from the inner world, an inner adventure, even if I'm doing an outer thing. So that's why my friend was like, well, aren't you sure? Or don't you think it might just be because you're an introvert and, you know, adventure isn't about going and doing and seeing because that's like too extroverted or outward world focused for you. And I mean, I could say yes to part of that, but not all the way because I could be doing outer world stuff. Like my adventuring is not just always sitting and thinking about stuff. Like, you know, it's not always these very characteristic introverted things. Like my adventuring is absolutely going on hikes or trying some crazy, you know, physical endeavor or challenge with my body that might involve, you know, balancing on a tightrope or, uh, you know, jumping off the side of a cliff or, you know, trying some physical skill that I've never tried before. Yeah, it often does involve outward adventuring, like a real thing to be doing and trying or, you know, letting out a scream or you know, doing some truth or dare thing with a group that might involve social things or other people or very outer or outward type of maybe extroverted by some people's definition things. But yes, I do kind of see that ultimately, and this might be an introverted thing, but it is also just a part of my definition of adventure that I'd like to clarify here now. It stems from and is rooted in the inner adventure. So even when I'm jumping off the rock cliff into the water, the adventure is about what's inside of me. I'm having that adventure inwardly. That is an inner adventure for me to face myself and to jump through fears. And, you know, and maybe it is for some other people too, but I do think sometimes they're using a lot of the outer to sort of 
tripwire their inner world into existing when really, you know, interestingly enough, you could just kind of flesh out your inner world without all of the outer, like sometimes you use too much of the energy tapping around on all that outer stuff to sort of tripwire the inner to exist when you could do it a much more efficient way. You know, you could still do some outer adventure, but, you know, man, you don't have to travel to, like, 18 countries in 15 days just to get that inner world thing to be sort of heart-shocked alive, you know? Uh, That sort of inner part of yourself can adventure and come alive in lots of different ways. And so, yeah, my outer, when I'm doing an adventure, even if it's outer in nature, the real adventure is happening on the inside. It's the inner world adventure that's happening. It's not necessarily just the taste and the smells and the things that I'm seeing. Those might be helping provide information or, you know, for an inner experience, but it's always the inner adventure that's happening for me and I think some people do stop there with just the outer and they don't think about the inner adventure or maybe it's happening but it's sort of like like I said almost like an electrode (laughs) that's like jumping that particular part of them alive by way of this electrode where they're using the outer experience to like you know, make that muscle jump whereas I'm like no no man I got that muscle and it's, it can move. <laughs> it can move on my command. And I, I don't know. I can't help but hope that for other people, too, because I really enjoy those um, adventures from the inside. But I'm not trying to diminish their way either, because just like extrovert and introvert, like maybe there's something I'm missing about that other definition of adventure that's like outward, outward, outward. I just feel like sometimes it's like spinning wheels or something where it's like oh you're doing like too much of the work you know like you could like get the gear to catch and it would actually move better you know just like spinning it and um so yes my adventuring definitely has to do with an inner experience of adventure not just an outward doing of the things and kind of trip wiring my inner self to let go of some fears or to face some things or, you know, as I was using the example of the like touching and tasting and, you know, having that experience physically usually then sends it into an inner experience of how is this different from the world that I choose to inhabit or what is it that this informs me about my preferences or what, you know, inner world things that give me real expansion personally, even if that expansion is going to be used for how I want to change the world, uh, you know, as this like bigger, almost, you know, sort of social justice philanthropy kind of mission, um, as my bigger mission, how does this inform me on those things? Like it's always the adventure, the re- and that's the part I would call the adventure. The adventure to me isn't tasting a different flavor. It's tasting that flavor and having it trigger this whole inner adventure that I then go on where I turn and face new things that I've never faced before or looked at these different things, mapped it out a different way, taken a new leap in my inner self, um, a new leap away from my fears or a leap in expansion, you know, but it's always an inner adventure or at least that's what the actual adventure is, is stemming from the inner. So Those were the definitions that I felt like just had to be clarified, or at least for myself and for whatever they're worth for somebody else, 
because I, I just don't think I mean adventure the same way or I look at adventure a different way and it frustrates me sometimes when people are talking about adventure and I'm like, that's not what adventure means. <laughs> I mean, ultimately I got to lay off and like let everybody define it their own way, but it is like, all right, well, I'm defining mine then because mine doesn't have all this searching and it doesn't have all this frantic energy and it's definitely not restless and it's not escapism. It's sort of the opposite of all those things. It's definitely not about what I'm doing on the outside or how many cool things I've done or what thrilling new place I'm looking at or, you know, it's not about newness. It's not about outer newness. It's about inner newness or what those, you know, outer things bring up. And so I don't have to be doing something thrilling or shocking or that fits into a category of adventure for most people's outer experience that's like highly social or, you know, highly thrilling from an adrenaline standpoint. Nah, it doesn't have to do that at all because mine is more about the inner stuff. So I can also find just as thrilling of an adventure by doing something inward that is like, you know, confessing something or having a a conversation with someone about something that's like, I don't want to do it. I've got some fears about it or I'm going to have to admit it or, you know, looking at some brand new stuff myself. Like, gosh, I've never thought about life when I'm really old. And what do I want for myself when I'm really old? And like, gosh, I've got to face my own mortality and even thinking about that uh, or, you know, just whatever. It could be it could be that for me. But it doesn't it doesn't always it's not like always that introspective thing either. But it's funny that even when it's outward, and it's like jumping off that rock cliff. It's totally still <laughs> an inner experience for me. So there you have it. See if it, uh, I don't know, rings any bells of uh, truth or further clarification for you. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.